The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Today we're talking about caffeine. Does it really help with alertness? You might be surprised. Are there major problems associated with its consumption? And are there therapies to deal with withdrawal? Stay tuned for the answers. Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health. claim to fame is its purported ability to increase alertness. Some people say they need caffeine just to function properly. Let's see what my guest, Dr. Eddie Ramirez, has to say about that. Welcome, Eddie. Thank you. And what do you have to say about that claim of caffeine actually increasing alertness? Is that, is that a good claim? You know, there was a very good, well-designed study from Bristol University in the United Kingdom in which uh, they had almost 400 participants. And uh, what they did, they started to measure their levels of alertness and, and, and the different effects that, that caffeine was having in them. Mm -hmm. And what they found was shocking. They found out that these people actually created tolerance to the effects of caffeine. Mm -hmm. So the researchers reported in the, in the research paper that caffeine drinkers, they're drinking the caffeine not because it makes them alert, but because it makes them feel normal. See, as, 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 the, as the effects of the caffeine withdraw during the day, you can see here on the screen how the people that were feeling normal, that were not drinking caffeine, continue to feel normal the whole day. The caffeine drinker at the beginning, you see on the, on the left side of your graphic, you see that they did not feel good. And not until they drank coffee, they felt alert and normal, quote, quote. So this study teaches that you don't need to drink caffeine to feel alert. And you see another interesting point, the researchers in, their, in, in the publication reported that the withdrawal symptoms of caffeine were similar to having chemotherapy in your body. That sounds so, terrible. <laughs> so the reason why you are drinking coffee and you think, well, I, I need it for the morning, you know unconsciously that if you don't drink that coffee, you're going to have those severe side effects inside of you. That's why you drink coffee and not because it makes you alert. It just makes you feel normal. Well, if you didn't drink it, you would be normal all the time. <laughs> so what you're saying is norm okay, normal people are normal all the time. That's right. Coffee drinkers are only at that level of alertness when they drink, when the, coffee. When they drink the coffee exactly. and then they blow it. 
But if they didn't drink it, they would feel at that high level all day. I don't know if that's going to be good news <laughs> for a lot of people because I think it's fairly addictive as well, isn't it? Yes, and you know, yeah. uh, in the world I, I, I move on, in the medical world, you go to the hospital and you will see many doctors with their cup of coffee. Mm. I don't drink coffee. Oh. And you know, I remember years ago when I was in, in medical school, I was in this in, inhumane duties of 36 hours continuously in the, oh. in, the, in the hospital. And I can tell you, I would do those 36 hours without a single drop of coffee. I did not need that because I knew the side effects of it. And, and you know, as I tell my, 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 my patients, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. If I'm telling you something, it's because I'm putting that in my life. Mm. Where would the conviction come from if I was not doing that, when I tell my patient, you do exercise, is because I do exercise. <laughs> and, and look, I was very impressed this morning, at very early, there you were out in the, in the weather and uh, doing your running. So that was, that was very good. You are, you are a very good example of what you, <laughs> of what you tell us to do. Yeah. And, and you know, um, there are many sources today of caffeine and Yes, it seems to be just popping up everywhere. And many in, in, people may not be aware of their intake of the caffeine. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, things that don't ordinarily, it's just not there in, in, in the drink to start with, it's actually added. Is that to make it an addictive drink? Absolutely. Caffeine is oh, one of the most addictive things mm. that you can find. You can see on, on screen some of the common sources, such as coffee, tea, soft drinks, chocolate, and even some pain relievers may have some caffeine. Oh, right. So soft drinks didn't always, some of them, some of them did, but some soft drinks didn't always have caffeine, did they? Or, or not as much? That's right. And it's just been an added And it thing. also depends. Some people think, well, only the black ones have caffeine? Not necessarily. No, no. There are some clear ones that have caffeine. So I encourage my patients, mm. go ahead and read labels. Mm. When you read the label, then you will see if it has caffeine. Another very common source are the, the, the famous um, energy drinks that they call them. Mm. See, I have seen even people going to the ER from drinking these types of drinks. ER, they have so much caffeine. ER is the emergency. The emergency department. Yes, yes. So, of the hospital. Of the hospital. So these things are not only um, bad for the mind, but actually can be dangerous, literally. Mm, what else? What other bad effects are there from, mm -hmm. from drinking? There was a very interesting study done by uh, Loma Linda University um, a few years ago. What they did, they had a spider, and this poor spider received a dose-adjusted level of what you would drink of two cups of caffeine, of coffee, that amount of coffee, of course, adjusted to the weight of the spider. Okay. And you know, they put this spider to do its normal web. It couldn't do it. It just made a mess on that, uh, on that web. Mm -hmm. It took 
30, 96 hours for the caffeine to go out of the system, mm -hmm. and then the spider was able to make its w proper web. Now, you may be saying, well, but I, I, I'm not a spider. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know you're not a spider, okay. but in the same way that you have a nervous system, spiders have nervous system. And the way that caffeine interferes with your nervous system, it also interferes with the nervous system of the spider. And that, I'm just trying to do the mental arithmetic, that must be around about four days, it was, is that right? That's right. For it to be able to function normally in its mind. That's not, that's not something that I think any of us want to see happen. Yes. We I, want to be able to function well and, and uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, we have something that would be equivalent to the brakes. When, when you are talking to somebody and you shouldn't be saying something, uh, there's some breaks in your brain that says, wait, wait, don't say that. Well, there's research actually that shows that if you have caffeine on board, you have higher risk of gossiping. I don't know if you guys have that problem here in Australia of gossiping. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You're uh, actually <laughs> at higher risk of gossiping of saying something you should not say or you're not part of that oh. solution. Wow. That's, um, so how does that work? I mean, how so does it what, the reason why that happens is because the breaks in your head, when you are under the effects of caffeine, you are removing the breaks. Let me ask you. Oh, would you get like on the, the brakes in a car. Would you get on the car without brakes? Yeah, okay. Many people, okay. that's the first thing they do as they wake up. They take away their brakes. You wouldn't drive a car without brakes. No. There are many no, people no. that remove <laughs> the brakes from their head first thing. Mm. And, and something that is confusing to many people is that there's research that may show certain benefits from, from caffeine. Okay. And you know, um, you need to be careful. Sometimes certain research, I do lots of research, mm -hmm. and sometimes certain research has an agenda. And whenever I read a, a scientific paper, I always like to see who is sponsoring this. Yes, yes. And you will see that many of these good news about caffeine type of studies are sponsored by the industries that, are, that have links to coffee or soft drinks or so forth industries. So people like to hear good news about their bad habits. That's the reason why something comes up, man, you're going to read it in the newspaper, on the internet, you're going to see it on the television. Yet I've seen, because I, I read a lot of research, that sometimes another paper came at the same time talking about the negative effects of caffeine and so forth. You don't hear absolutely anything about it. That's, that's really bad, isn't it? Really, really bad. I remember going back some years, um, I was in the country in Western Australia living there and I was, went to Sydney for a, a conference and I thought, oh, on the way back, I'll, I'll just I'll get a mammogram. So I booked in at short notice. And um, when I was preparing to do that, they said, oh, you're not supposed to have had coffee for 48 hours before having the mammogram. And I said, oh, not a problem. I haven't had any for 48 years because I was 48 at the time. <laughs> and, um, but I was puzzled about that. And so when it was all over, I, I said, look, I, I'm just curious. 
what's the connection between drinking coffee and, and having a mammogram? And they said, oh, well, a lot of women experience breast pain routinely. That's right. And when they <laughs> pull that clamp down, that could make it a lot worse. And um, so I was just intrigued about that. But what they found, what they said was that a lot of women, when they go off, th you know, caffeine or coffee, whatever mm -hmm. it is they're using for the 48 hours, the, the breast pain that they've been having for years isn't there anymore. My own and, and so, wife, yeah. my own wife, she used to drink a lot of soda pop uh, okay. and um, the, 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 the black type <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with cola. And she had this tremendous pain in, in her breast. And not only that, little cysts started to, oh. to, to come about. Yeah. She goes to the doctor. The doctor identifies some of those cysts. And she asks her about her habits. habits. This is before I, uh, we got married. And... She says uh, the amount of soda that she was, she was drinking, uh, more than 12 cans per, per week. Okay. The doctor says, you have to stop drinking that soda. She stopped, pain went away. That's, that's, uh, who wants to live with pain? I mean, that's a good thing to know. I hope, it's going to be, I hope it's going to be helping some people out there. I know when you really love something, it's hard to think about not having it, but I guess yes. you weigh up. So you know. also... It affects many systems and people don't realize that. Mm. For example, the stomach is something that suffers very much every time you drink caffeine. When you are drinking caffeine, you are actually creating um, problems with some little doors. You have some little doors that are called sphincters in, 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 your, in, your, in yes. your stomach. Mm -hmm. And those little doors are supposed to close when there's food so digestion can take place mm -hmm. properly. But see, when you are drinking caffeine, any type of any source of caffeine, those little doors starts to mal malfunction. Uh -huh. So they may open. And when you're doing digestion, it's like a little uh, washing machine. You know, it, it moves quite a bit, the food and so forth. So as it's doing that mechanical work, the acid from the stomach starts coming up. Uh. And things like heartburn and, 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 and this type of, uh, of problems, mm -hmm. the person stops drinking caffeine and many people get beneficial effects from it. Not only the, the, the little doors problem, but also ulcers. We know very well you're at higher risk of having a stomach ulcer if you are uh, a regular uh, caffeine drinker. Mm. And also the brain. Uh, if you want to see this with your own eyes, uh, visit uh, uh, my page, dreddyramirez.com. Mm -hmm. There I have a video that shows how just drinking one cup of caffeine will decrease your blood flow in 40% in your brain. 40%. 40%. This is measured okay. with um, uh, a functional MRI. So you have the before and the after. You can go and, and see it with your own eyes. This is a, a clip from, a, from a, 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 a news. And this is not good. 
No? See, for the health <laughs> of your brain, you want to have as much blood flow as oh, possible, yes. not decrease oh. the blood flow. That's, that's a very, very powerful finding. I'm just pretty shocked, actually, because that's almost half of the oxygen that's meant to be, you know, it's half, Absolutely. half the Absolutely. That's the reason so why when you are under the, the effects of caffeine, you may do things maybe a little bit faster, but you commit the double errors. So especially if you're like a university student, high school student, that's the last thing you want in your system before your test. Because why would you want to decrease the blood flow to your brain, and especially the frontal lobe? The frontal lobe is when you, you evaluate if something is correct or not correct. Here you are on a test asking you a question, multiple answers. They're trying to trick you and you don't know which one you're going to choose. And then you decrease the blood flow. It's even worse, you know, and you're going to be at high risk of choosing the wrong answer. Mm, And it's not just students and not just people being tested. It's just our everyday life. We need to (laughs) need to have everything going for us to be able to make good decisions. And that's right. Another problem also is with females Mm -hmm. and um, especially bone health. This is something very well published, very well researched. We know that when you are drinking caffeine, you are actually throwing away the calcium from your bones. And, you know, here in Australia, mm. osteoporosis is a huge problem. Yes, it is. And why put more gasoline on the fire? Stop it, you know. Don't damage your bones. So when you are drinking coffee, there's even studies that show that young girls, when they drink coffee, the risk of fracture increases even at the young age. Even at the young age. That, that's really bad because normally your bones are strengthening while you're young. young. That's exactly what you're supposed to be yeah, doing. Before doing. you get to menopause, you want to make sure you have the strongest mm. bones possible. Very good point. <laughs> well, I just hope this is going down well with our, our uh, people tuning in because uh, there must be some ways that we can deal with this or I mean I guess people get withdrawals if they do. <laughs> let me, and, let and me give t- you the, the, the plan I share with, with my patients but, but, but let me just mention two more things. Yeah. Coffee will also throw away your vitamin B6 and iron in your oh, body. I, I, I tell them that, that this is the contradictory drug. I have, I have people that come for consultations and they ask me, doctor, can I get a supplement of vitamin B6? Can I get some iron? Can I get some calcium? And then I ask him, do you drink caffeine? Well, yes. Here they are drinking something they're going to throw away. There is no need for this to happen. Mm. So how are we going to, what, what strategy are we going to use to conquer the, the problem of caffeine. Well, what do you tell your patients? Well, number one, I tell them that they would benefit from some simple hydrotherapy. And hydrotherapy is the use, the use of water in a wise way. So what I want you to do if you want to conquer uh, caffeine usage, you make sure that you are starting your day with a nice hot shower, three minutes, Follow by one minute, okay? One minute. Uh, one minute cold. cold. So three minutes uh, hot, one minute cold, and uh, you're going to do this two how, or three times. How cold are we talking about? 
the younger you are, the higher the contrast. So please use common sense. If you are a little bit more advanced in age, that contrast shouldn't be that much. What you're doing with this, I call this the vegetarian coffee. <laughs> it will wake you up. You don't need a coffee to make yourself alert. So instead of grabbing your coffee, you start your day with this tip, that hot shower followed by cold. If you're having some troubles uh, with nervousness and, and, and so forth, I'm going to give you two strategies. You can see them on, on screen. You can go into a neutral temperature bathtub. It's not hot. It's not cold. It's about the temperature of your body that relaxes the nerves. Or number two, you want to put some ice in the back of your head, and that actually helps relieve many of the headache problems, okay? Okay. So, hydrotherapy. Number two, what you can do, you can eat a good, healthy breakfast. Many people eat too much in the evening, mm -hmm. and you know, the stomach is... Um, tired. He's been working the whole night. So the morning comes and he says, you know, forget it. No more food. <laughs> so, so you're not hungry because your stomach has been working hard the whole night. This, this is a big problem in Australia. A lot of people skip breakfast. Children skip breakfast. Many, many people. And of course, then what happens is as the day wears into the mid morning, they're hungry and they eat but it's not usually something that you would eat at a meal. It's, That's right. We won't talk about what it is. It's, it's not healthy. It's as if starting to drive towards Brisbane. <laughs> what, what do you do? The first thing you do, you fill in the gasoline tank. Mm. Then you go with the proper amount of, of petrol. Mm. But you're starting the day. Why not put some good, high-octane type of quality of food? So, so what good plant-based diet. All right with uh, uh, whole grains, uh, maybe some legumes and, and, and uh, uh, something that tastes good, that fills you up, it should be the biggest meal of the day. Do you know, whenever I ask groups, I say, what's, what's the most important meal of the day? And you get a chorus, breakfast. They, they know, everybody <laughs> knows, but I don't know the figure, but it could be somewhere around a third of Australians, somewhere there, I think, who don't actually eat it. So, so we know, but so. we don't do it. And you've just really uh, put your finger on why that is because of that big evening meal and your poor stomachs by morning, it's feeling like it's my turn for a rest. You know, I've been working all night while you've been sleeping. And so that's, the, that's where you have to start, is it? And, and it's not only yeah. bad habit, it's actually bad for your health. You actually can end up with something like a, a reflux in your stomach every night because as you lay down with the stomach full, when you lay down, you push that upper door that I was mentioning. The acid comes up, it burns there, and you can actually get yourself a, a, a cancer in the esophagus if you burn night after night after night that. So what you need to do? Three hours before going to bed should be your last meal. Mm. Another point, avoid tobacco. Just, you can even see it in their name, mm. caffeine, nicotine. They are actually close cousins, mm. those two substances. 
and one calls for the other one. Okay. So if you are drinking coffee, you are um, actually calling for that. You may be calling for that nicotine. So what I recommend my patients, let's tackle both at the same time. So both of them, they need to go uh, away. There's a, a, a program that has been offered here in um, in Australia, uh, breathe freely, Scott. Yes, yes, okay. I've seen some of that. Excellent. It's excellent. an excellent program. I would recommend it to anybody that wants to quit smoking. Just Google where uh, in your close location is that program being offered. And also, make sure that you are drinking enough water. This is a huge problem. We could just talk about this for <laughs> a long time. But let me tell you this, when a patient comes to the hospital, we always have the, um, um, we have to measure their liquids and so forth and nurses do some mathematics to make sure that the patient is having enough liquids in them and so forth. And I can tell you, many people don't have uh, enough liquids on board. They drink all kinds of things except water. So when you are going to start doing uh, higher water intake, the water is going to help cleanse the system. How do you know you have enough water on board? Watch your urine. needs to be clear and without smell. Mm, yes. And it's interesting. I think um, caffeine, coffee and so on, they actually dehydrate, don't they? Absolutely. You take away yeah. more water than what you put. So some people say, okay, you're taking away my coffee. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, why don't you switch that for a herbal tea without caffeine? Uh, we don't have the time, but there's some major issues both with black tea and green tea. I know this is an inheritance that the British gave you here. It is tradition and so forth, but the caffeine content is not good for you. The green tea, I've seen that with my own eyes in, in, uh, in, uh, in Africa. Before you harvest green tea, you hit the plant with a stick. The reason why you do that, you wanna make the plant angry. It releases all kinds of toxic substances, and then you harvest. See, if you hit that plant and you bring a goat, the goat wouldn't eat that plant because when it tastes, it says, this is bad, I don't want this. Yet, what do we do as humans? We pick it up and make a tea out of it. Do not do that. You are consuming very toxic substances. Yes, there's a few antioxidants there, but that does not justify the negative effects that it uh, will have. They talk about goats being silly, but it seems like in that case, we're sillier than the goat. That's right. <laughs> Next thing I want you to do, I want you to do exercise. See, substitute the coffee habit by a good morning walk. That morning invigorating walk will help you um, start the day in with the uh, right leg. And when you are doing uh, your exercise, I want you to be thankful. I want you to think of positive things. I want you to start the day in the proper way. Mm. And it will give you that energy. It will open your appetite so you can come home and eat your good breakfast. Then you go to the activity of the day. Yes. Oh, that sounds a really good lineup of, of things to do. And, and that's been, been really very helpful.
One last one. I want to give you a Bible promise. And that Bible promise is found in Jeremiah 32:27. It says, I am God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? For God, there are no impossibles. That's beautiful. And it's, it's really important, I think, whenever, I mean, change is really a challenging thing. And it's very useful to tap into spiritual resources when we're going to make any changes. There are two laws of change. One is change is inevitable and change will be resisted. That's <laughs> so right. I don't know how people out there are feeling about what we've been hearing. Certainly, you've given us a lot of good reasons to, uh, to avoid caffeine. You've got to give us a lot of good strategies how to deal with that and, and the, um, you know, the uh, side effects. So I hope that's been very helpful for you. And um, you can watch our programs on demand if you want to visit our website at 3abnaustralia.org.au and just click on the, on the watch button. We hope you'll join us next time as we discuss more secrets of healthy living. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. 